hello and welcome to the Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge podcast. I'm your host, John Carlin. I uh, joined the board of directors at Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge because, honestly, I really love this region. I moved to uh, Rocky Mount, actually, in 1987 and started working at the local television station, Channel 10. I thought I'd be here for maybe a couple of years before I moved on with my career, and before I knew it, my wife and I had a son and then two more sons, and we really enjoyed all there was to do here, and I began to ask myself, what what did I really want in life? You know, what did I want the environment around me to be? And it was all right here. So uh, I, I am unabashedly a fan of all there is to do and enjoy in Virginia's Blue Ridge, and this podcast is sort of designed to tell you all about that. Uh, we've been talking about more about events because it's the holiday season and it's a time when we're dealing with this pandemic. And, and so uh, basically, we are, uh, we're talking about things that you can do around Christmas time in the last several podcasts in all the various communities that we have and how everybody is adjusting to COVID. And so uh, that's that's where we are with this podcast right now. Uh, but, you know, we're basically throughout the year as the podcast progresses, we'll be talking about the great things that are happening in Virginia's Blue Ridge, Roanoke, Roanoke County, Salem, Botetourt, Franklin counties. And so just a couple of general things that are not holiday specific. I would like to remind everybody that we are America's East Coast mountain biking capital. We've been designated as a Silver Ride Center by the International Mountain Bike Association, better known as IMBA. And I am a mountain biker and enjoy it. Ride with my sons quite regularly and some of my friends. And I also ride my road bike in the region. And we talk about that a little bit. But we are better known for the mountain biking around here, specifically, I think, because of Carvin's Cove, Explore Park, No Mountain, right in the heart of the city. But there are uh, other local rides here, including Arcadia, Blue Ridge, Dragon's Back, many others. Links uh, will be in the show notes if you want to come here and ride your mountain bike. And I should mention that Blue Ridge Outdoors Magazine has just named Roanoke a top adventure town. And I should also mention that uh, if you're not on your bicycle, maybe you want to paddle. You can uh, hit the uh, James River in Botetourt County, the Upper James River Water Trail, that takes you along the James River with multiple places to launch your canoe or kayak for paddling or fishing. And I have fished the entire length of that trail. And I do, I've done it in a canoe and in a kayak. Uh, there are no serious rapids. So as long as water levels are normal, you don't really need to worry about anything, even if you don't have a high level of experience. And you see lots of church groups and so forth going down uh, on sit on top kayaks. And there, you know, probably some first timers there. And, and there's no real reason to worry. Uh, throughout the the entire length, to my knowledge, of the James River Water Trail. But I'm talking about that in particular because later on in this podcast, I'll be focusing on Buchanan and their holiday celebrations. But I should mention that Buchanan is, in my mind, it's the capital of the Upper James River activities. They have Twin River Outfitters there. They have a public boat launch right in the middle of town. And Buchanan is is always, uh, during the paddling season, mostly spring, summer, early fall. Uh, that is a, a time when uh, it's just buzzing with activity. Where you can't pass a car or an SUV without seeing a canoe or a kayak on the roof. And, and it's really fun and festive. And so I'm um, talking about that as we 
look into the holiday season here. It's uh, Thanksgiving week in 2020, and with COVID, there are changes. You've got to expect that. Uh, but here on the VBR podcast, I've already profiled how Roanoke is doing Dickens of a Christmas, Illuminites is still going on at Explore Park, extremely popular uh, there. And we also talked a little bit about some of the other things that you can do at Explore Park, but Illuminites in the holiday season is is what you want to focus on. And then the towns of Salem and Rocky Mount are rolling out the red carpet for the holidays as well. And the Nutcracker is still being produced by the Southwest Virginia Ballet, and you can watch that on PBS. So they have found a way to continue with that holiday celebration. And, of course, everyone is doing some sort of COVID workaround during the holiday season. So Dickens of a Christmas in Roanoke, for example, has always been well known as three Friday nights. But now they're spreading it out over, uh, you know, a month to uh, lead up to um, to Christmas time. And there are different ways, but the shops are still open. The decorations are still there. Yeah, there won't be a Christmas parade in Roanoke this year, but there's something called Elf on a Shelf, uh, which can lead to you winning a prize if you spend some time in the shops. And, you know, the important thing, and this is true, whether you're talking about Roanoke or, or Buchanan, who, who we'll be uh, focusing on today here in just a moment, uh, or Salem or, you know, wherever it is, these businesses need your support. You need to find an excuse to put on your mask and to go to one of these little downtowns or, or I guess in Roanoke, a big downtown, and go into these shops and and do your Christmas shopping course, you want to be socially distant, you want to be safe. But these folks, some of them had to close and then they found a way to reopen and we're all doing these holiday celebrations. But And it is so much fun. It's, it's a great opportunity for you as well as for the shop, but they need your support. And you know they need your support. And this is, uh, I'm just trying to find a way to shine a light on this so that, so that folks can find a way to uh, get down there uh, wherever it is. Salem, Rocky Mount, Roanoke, Buchanan, and, and any other uh, community in Virginia's Blue Ridge. Go, go and give them some support and enjoy the, the way that they have found a way to do the holiday workarounds this year because their people are really working hard and they're being creative and they're making it fun. And it's just, it's something that uh, I don't want to shame you into doing. I want you to want to do it. And that's, and that's why we're, we're doing this. But in the back of your mind, know that these folks, Really need you to come and and, uh, and and buy something from their shops and you know or or eat in the restaurants. Just please be careful. All right. So uh, town of Buchanan in Botetourt County. If you've never been there, you're you're going to want to check it out for the holidays. Uh, I can tell you that we're about to learn about how they are doing a reverse Christmas parade. So. Instead of the parade coming by you, you go by the parade. We're going to learn how that works in Buchanan. Uh, there's a wonderful Christmas Eve tradition you probably have not heard about, and they are still thanking people in Buchanan for the help the town received from the goodwill of strangers back during the flood of 1985, and that has turned into a magical way to see a community at Christmas time, and people come from all over who have heard about this to see how they do this with candles inside milk jugs or water jugs, as it were, because they lost their 
water treatment plant during the flood, a lot of the businesses were were underwater, at least up to the ground floor level, and the town had to recover. They've done that wonderfully, but this tradition carries on as a tribute to all the help they received back in 1985. And I don't want to tell you any more than that because I want my guest, Harry Gleason, with uh, Buchanan. He's the community development director for Buchanan to tell you more about that. And, and we'll do that here in just a moment. But if you go shopping in Buchanan, you will see everything within the town limits from a John Deere dealer. And I know a lot of people who take their tractors very seriously. And around Christmas time, if you can find a tractor associated gift, in particular, I know it makes my dad very happy, uh, but you can find everything from a John Deere dealer to Amish furniture and antiques and and things for your home, and it's all right there. And then and then even in, in Buchanan, there is a drive-through festival of lights this year, and we're going to tell you all about that coming up with Harry Gleason, community development planner for Buchanan, right here on the Visit VBR podcast next. Welcome back to the Visit VBR podcast, and joining me now is Harry Gleason, the Community Development Planner for the Town of Buchanan. Harry, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me, John. We really appreciate it. So Buchanan is a a really cute little town, and because uh, I go there on my bike or to paddle my canoe or my kayak, uh, you know, I always see it from a recreational perspective, but today we want to talk about how the town really rolls out the red carpet for Christmas. And I want to ask you about this concept of the reverse parade, which is a COVID-inspired thing. What is a reverse Christmas parade and then how do people participate in this? Uh, well, it's it's a little creativity, trying to create some normalcy for the community and meet the uh, safety guidelines for COVID. So what we'll be doing is the parade entries will actually Uh, begin about six o'clock and they will set up in the parallel spaces along Main Street in the downtown district and uh, they will set up their floats and units and at uh, seven o'clock we will uh, the local sheriff's department will help us with traffic and they will be directing traffic uh, where people can enjoy the parade from the comfort of their cars so instead of the parade moving the pedestrians are moving in their vehicles. That's really interesting. So, I mean, will you have everything that you would normally have? I, I would expect maybe fire trucks and rescue vehicles. And I'm, I'm trying to think of the local Christmas parades, but will the Cub Scouts be in the back of a uh, pickup truck with, you know, their pack unit? Exactly. Really? Uh, it's, it's just what you would picture a parade, but the parade will be stationary and the public will be moving through. And at the end of the parade, we will have a little station where people can stop and uh, get a little bag of candy from Santa because that's always a big attraction with the floats tossing out candy for the children to be able to give that treat to the kids. We will have that all collected and placed in bags for the families to stop at the end and they can pick that up. Outstanding. And when, so when and where is the parade? Uh, the parade will be on Saturday, December 12th, and it takes place in our downtown right on Main Street. And lineup begins at 6 o'clock, and the parade itself will begin at 7 p.m. And how long do people have to drive their cars past the floats and so forth? They will have an hour. And after the parade, uh, we really encourage people 
Uh, we have a new feature this year, which is our Festival of Lights, uh, which is a light display that's actually being installed right now on the town park. And it's a drive-through experience again uh, to meet COVID safety standards. So the public can uh, make their way through the parade, just take a left detour to the town park, and enjoy the lights on the park. So if you could uh, close your eyes and maybe guide us through what will somebody see with your festival of lights? Well, it, it's definitely going to be small town charm. We were installing several thousands of uh, lights on the structures and the trees. We have the opportunity for local businesses that they can set up a light display that they can sponsor on the grounds. So it's something we're really hoping will uh, catch people's hearts this year and see grow every year to become a signature event for the community. All right, and that's in the town park. Is that the area where you you have the uh, carnival every year? Yes, yes. It's uh, a lot of people know it as the carnival grounds. It's it's right next to the uh, canoe ramp that a lot of people who come here to go on the river during the spring and summer. It's right next door to that. So it's right on Low Street. Beautiful, beautiful. Now, let's talk a little bit about how beautiful Buchanan is because it is the quintessential river town. It's a small town, but it, it has found a way to stay vibrant. A lot of these river towns went away when the river was no longer a source of commerce in terms of moving stuff up and down the James. But Buchanan has found a way to stay quaint and beautiful, but still retain that sort of 1800s charm. Can you describe Buchanan maybe to either people who drive right by it and don't realize what's there or, or have never been in our area before? Uh, yeah, one of the great things about the community, it is truly small town America, as you had mentioned. Uh, we're not overrun with suburban sprawl that a lot of communities have. You're really going to kind of discover this quaint little town that's nestled in the Blue Ridge Mountains and the Allegheny Mountains uh, where they come together. Uh, the James River just kind of winds its way right through the heart of downtown. And our uh, Main Street, it's lined with some great historic homes and commercial properties that date from the early 1800s to the 1950s. So people love coming here. You hear the uh, hum of the neon uh, if you get here in the evening uh, with the neon signs going. It's just, it's a great experience because it, it really is a living museum. You will see buildings from the early 1800s uh, all the way through the 50s. Um, our property owners have done a really great job restoring properties. The interiors are, are really incredible with the pressed metal ceilings. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of that period charm that you uh, cannot find at uh, places like the mall or, or bigger areas. It, it really is very uh, authentic. It's an authentic community. Yeah, it, it is. It, it's, uh, it's just, it is literally, it's just a, a cute little river town. But now if people want to drive there, and so from Roanoke, it's what, 20 minutes to yeah, get there? You know, 20, 25 minutes if you're yeah. cruising down the interstate, right at exits 162 and 167. Um, if you want to take the road less traveled, just come on down Route 11. Route 11, 11 yeah. uh, coincides with our Main Street 
or you even have the opportunity to just kind of cruise along the parkway. Um, and we're at milepost 90.9, and it's just a little uh, four mile down the side of the mountain into our main street. Beautiful. So if somebody wants to, to come there and shop, what might they see? You're going to see anything from John Deere. You have traditional uh, hardware store. We've got a lot of uh, trend moving towards more home decor. So you have furnishing, uh, Amish-made products, primitives, art gallery, uh, antiques, collectibles, um, as well as some really nice small town places to eat. Yeah. So uh, uh, how many how many businesses do you have? And, and you talk about places to eat. Are there are there multiple restaurants or what, what might yeah, someone we find? Have, there? Uh, yeah. We have altogether, there's about 80 businesses. You're, you're going to find as far as traditional retail, you know, 15 to 20 places. If, as you go through the entire town from one end to the other and places to eat, there's places if you, you want something to, to grab and go or if you want a place to sit down and, and dine, we have those. We're also very fortunate to have an original 1950s uh, soda fountain uh, right in the downtown. So that's great opportunity if you have children to show them what, what a soda fountain is because there aren't very many of those around. Now, now what, are, what are you doing in terms of keeping people safe with COVID and so forth? Well, that's one of the benefits of being a small town because you're not going to have the huge crowds, but you also will find that our, our businesses are, are promoting social distancing. Uh, you know, several of them have signed up with a Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge Pledge to keep people safe. Uh, we have the sanitation stations throughout uh, the downtown area. Uh, so it's, it's, I think people are pretty safe here. And again, uh, just the fact that it's such a small town, you're, you're, it's very easy to social distance here. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to make it a little less easy at the end of the day, right? You get more well, people. Yes, yes, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, that, that'd be a, a, a quote unquote good problem to have, as, as people say. Now, you guys have a unique way of thanking the people who came to your aid back in 1985 when of course we had the major river flooding and folks brought water in because your water plant was down and now there's a really interesting and unique tradition using uh, water jugs milk jugs can you talk about that a little bit yes like uh communities through this region the flood of 1985 really devastated the community uh, the river rose just about 40 feet here. So some of our downtown buildings were uh, almost completely underwater to through the first floors. Um, and that also wiped out the town's water system at that time. So the community was really touched by the generosity of people who just were shipping in water. And, um, you know, after, after this activity, there was this huge mountain of uh, gallon water jugs <laughs> that we had left. And so one of our uh, older residents, Jean Baber, uh, she had this idea that she wanted to thank the people who had been so kind to the community. So she thought, why not make luminaries out of these plastic containers? Uh, so that was the first year that they uh, lined Main Street 
uh, with the Jugs, and, and her goal really was to have the town become known as the town that glows with love. So uh, we maintain this uh, tradition each year. Uh, we collect Jugs every year to kind of renew them because they start breaking down over time. Uh, it involves the children of the community at the uh, elementary school, uh, people throughout the entire town uh, collect these containers and uh, we do what's needed to make them into luminaries. So on Christmas Eve uh, at three o'clock, we'll have dozens of volunteers who come in and they will uh, help line Main Street with the luminaries. And then again at 5.30, volunteers will come and they'll start lighting the uh, luminaries. And it really is a magical experience. It, it's truly one of my favorite Christmas memories is to be walking along Main Street in the evening and hear the church bells ring and see see the streets lined with luminaries. It's it's just magical. Wow, it sounds magical. And that does that happens on just one day, or does that happen throughout the Christmas season? Uh, no, it's specifically Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve um, because. Traditionally, several of the uh, churches here have late night mass, and so people will be coming into town and everything's lit for that. And it's really become a uh, kind of a, a small tourist draw to the community. You'll see people who are, are driving through, videotaping as they drive. A lot of people will stop and just stroll along the streets of downtown to enjoy it. It's it's really a great, great tradition. So we're talking about, what, hundreds of luminaries? It's close to a thousand, yes. Close to a thousand? Yes. Wow. Wow. And that, I mean, that must take a while to set up and, and just to light all of those. <laughs> I mean, that's... Yeah, well, that's... A, that's, that's you know, we've kind of learned uh, when I first came here 25 years ago to uh, help with the community, we would spend well over six hours getting the light display set up. What's amazing now, it has become so popular. Uh, like last year, the volunteers laid out all of the containers in 20 minutes. And then in another 20 minutes, all the candles were lit. Uh, so we started off where people were using originally little matchsticks that you used or little cigarette lighters to now we have the, the great little flame torches people use to light their fireplaces and and we have a wagon that'll drive along and, and people just grab jugs and put them down. So it's really become an art for the community and it's it's amazing to see that. So what, what would you say to people overall in terms of the holiday season, the best way to embrace what Buchanan has to offer? I think if you're really looking for an opportunity to escape the hustle and bustle and really get back to what Christmas used to be, much more family-oriented, leisurely relaxed pace, uh, this is definitely the place to come, um, especially on Saturdays. It's a great opportunity to just take a, a break from your busy life and uh, see what small town America's really, really like. We uh, we like to say that we prefer to wait on you by name, not a number. And it really, I think, will make you uh, feel reminiscent of days gone by 
if you are a little older with silver hair or if you're you're young, uh, it'll be a whole new experience for you. So it's it's definitely worth coming out to see what uh, we have to offer. All right. Perry Gleason, thank you very much for joining us here on the VBR podcast. Thank you, John. We really appreciate you sharing our community. So once again, thanks to Harry Gleason for joining me here on Episode 6 of the Visit VBR podcast. Links to all of the information we discussed will be in the show notes, along with some photographs that kind of show what all is going on, including the milk jugs and just that small town warm atmosphere that you get when you go to Buchanan. Just a beautiful little river town. I've been through there so many times, usually on a bicycle or with a canoe or kayak on my car, but it's just a a charming, charming little place. And and if you're looking for something different to do, maybe a shop that you've never been to before, uh, Buchanan might be the time to do it. And what about that reverse Christmas parade. That is so cool. So they're going to have the Cub Scouts. They're going to have the floats, the fire trucks, everything, and they'll all be lined up. And then you just stay in your car and you and you drive by them. That's a great idea. So again, it's still holiday season and many of the communities and organizations here in Virginia's Blue Ridge are gearing up for the safe and festive holiday season. Don't forget to check out the show notes because we've got information there to Illuminites at Explore Park, the Nutcracker that I mentioned, special events at Rocky Mount, Buchanan, right here with this podcast in Salem. Still the pandemic, so everything is subject to change, and there have already been a few adjustments since we recorded some of these podcasts, but uh, everything is going on just slightly tweaked, depending upon the governor's mood and, and how things go. But but keep in mind that everybody is still finding a way to do Christmas. And if you're looking for the ultimate guide to uh, what's going on here in the region, whether it's the holidays or the rest of the year, check out visitvbr.com. And we have right there information on all the attractions and events in Virginia's Blue Ridge. There's blogs, there's maps for cycling, there's hikes to waterfalls, lists of restaurants, the latest on on, on our museums, uh, directions for the Cheers Trail, which guides you through our local brew pubs and distilleries. And if you come here and do something fun, of course, everybody takes a picture with their phone. And we have a campaign called Be a Trail Setter. So just post a picture of you doing something fun, Christmassy, going through the uh, the parade, you know, whatever it is, and use the hashtag trail setter, hashtag trail setter. And that'll all go out and that kind of tells everybody that you did something fun here in Virginia's Blue Ridge and help spread the word about all the wonderful things that we have going on. Thanks again to Harry for joining me here on the Visit VBR podcast. We'll have another podcast coming out soon and I hope to see you here in Virginia's Blue Ridge.